Welcome back, everybody. You are tuned into the Behind the Grind show with your one and only host, Simon Romero. Episode 46 kicks things off with Slippery Pete, Peter Barrett. Then we move on to Canadian professional prospect Aaron Jeffrey, and we finish things off strong with you know her, you love her, the undefeated 4-0 professional prospect Jasmine Jazz Divisius. Before we get this episode going, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like and share with your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, and all your friends. Grab your cup of tea, your popcorn, or your healthy snack, and let's get grinding. Episode 46, let's go. It is time for another episode of Behind the Grind with your one and only host, Simon Romero. Mr. Peter Barrett, how are you today, my friends? What's going on, brother? How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So you had a busy day today. We're glad to have you on. What was Peter's yeah. breakfast for today? Oh, dude, I don't eat breakfast. Ever. No? I'm, I'm, really? I'm, I'm a devout. I'm a devout intermittent faster. I usually I will not eat until after my first or second training session. Um, my my eat, my food window, my eating window is usually anywhere between four to six hours, and I'll fast anywhere between eighteen to twenty hours a day. Really? So does that like benefit uh, your training and the weight cut and everything? I believe it does. Um, Sometimes if, if I'm really low on energy, I'll throw like some M- MCT oil into my coffee in the morning. But normally it's, it's black coffee, some fresh lemon juice, water, apple cider vinegar, some down the hatch and I'm out the door. So it's mostly liquids then. You're just running with the liquids and no breakfast? Yeah, so I try to keep my caloric intake really, really low on if you're not familiar with intermittent fasting, the, the science is there, but it, it's something that you can almost like culture yourself into, for lack of a better term, or it, it get your body adjusted to. And it makes my weight cut super easy. Um, it makes you know tracking my weight really easy. It it, it, it eliminates a lot of the the guesswork. Right on. So how long have you actually been doing that? Is that something, because it seems most people would be like starving right now if it was brand new to them, but like how long have you been doing that? I would say the better part of uh, three years. So a little backstory on that. I used to work with a team of nutritionists called Perfecting Athletes. They're big in the MMA game and in in the UFC world. And uh, they're amazing. And they taught me how to eat. Mm-hmm. and how to balance my meals and how to make sure I'm getting my, the proper amount of micronutrients as well as macronutrients. And I took what I learned from them, mixed it up with some of, some other stuff that I've learned from some other health professionals, and I've kind of created my own approach as to how I manage and cut weight. And I've, been, I've, had, so much, uh, excuse me, I've had so much success with it that I also help teammates uh, and other fighters with their weight cuts and help them. Uh, help them manage their weight cut through their camps and it's 
it's not a foolproof plan because there's always room for human error. But if, mm. you, if, if you write the plan and you stick to the plan, it's almost a guaranteed victory to get on that scale on weight. That's awesome. So you actually, you help, you help others. So you're pretty much, you're not qualified or anything from university to be a, a health nutritionist or anything, correct? Not at all. No. Not a chance. <laughs> all right so we learned a little bit about uh, your breakfast plan and all that but what's the plan for the rest of the day i know you you've uh, been busy this morning but uh, what are you up to the rest of the day yeah so actually i just crushed some chipotle which might blow some minds but it's pretty easy to eat really healthy there because all their foods are organic you know you get to choose what you put on there so i go in there i'll get a salad no dressing chicken or steak uh, the peppers and onions, I'll do all the salsas, uh, except for the corn, because that's loaded with carbohydrates. I skip okay. all the dairy, because dairy is, a really, is really inflammatory uh, on your digestive system. Whether you're lactose intolerant or not, it, it, dairy is something I try to stay away from when I'm cutting weight. Um, and then I just load it with, with guac, so my lunch is usually moderate protein, really high fat, and lots of raw vegetables yeah so when you go into chipotle i don't know how often you have it or not but what is the best meal to get from chipotle i mean if i'm not in a camp i mean i'll put everything on it the all right they have is delicious but if i'm if i'm trying to drop the weight i'll do an incredibly low carb high fat uh salad from 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 chipotle so uh, you skip the dressing because there's soy. It's based with the soy oil uh, or a canola oil, which is poison. And you just stick to the to the vegetables and the protein and the fat. I see. I see. So you're a professional in the the cooking world and even in the eating world as well. Oh man. So <laughs> side note, I my family has run restaurants since before. Oh I was really? Born. I'm a okay. master in the kitchen. Absolute master <laughs> in the kitchen. So what would be your favorite meal, I guess, to cook? We, we know about your favorite meal from Chipotle, but back in the day, what do you like to cook yourself? So I would say uh, I'm a big fan of ButcherBox. They're not sponsoring me, but I do subscribe to their boxes regularly. And I'm a big advocate of grass-fed beef, organic chicken, heritage-raised pork, you know, wild-caught salmon, the whole nine. You know, I like to eat the healthiest stuff because why wouldn't you want to be putting, like, let me slow down. So you have McDonald's, which is like E85 equivalent to gas. And then you have the super organic, kind of expensive food, which I would equivocate to like uh, rocket fuel. And if I'm trying to create a performance body, I want the rocket fuel. I want the jet fuel. I want the most high performance grade fuel in my body. So I don't, I don't spare costs on food. I buy, I buy the good stuff. Um, Grass-fed beef is like my, my number one favorite source of protein so my favorite meal at home i would do a probably like a six to eight hour dry brine on a steak which is when you just take a steak you coat it in salt preferably a himalayan or a sea salt and you let that sucker sit for a few hours and what that does salt pulls the fat out of the protein okay creates this like gelatinous layer on the steak and then the steak sucks it back in and what that does is make the meat really really tender Mm. Um, and if you do it right and you put some seasoning on there with the salt, it'll pull the flavors from the seasoning back in with it. And it's almost just a dry brine. So it's, it's, it's delicious. And then you 
throw that sucker on the grill, sear it, and serve it medium rare, and you're you're having a good time. Oh, medium rare is the best. <laughs> if I could eat, if if I could find fresh enough steak, meat, beef, I'd eat that raw. I, okay. I, mean, I, I would. The, the less cooked, the less oxidized, the better off you're gonna get. But uh, and I'm sure some people will like throw their arms up in the air and be like, this kid has no idea what I'm talking about, you know. But, I mean, I, I work in restaurants, and when people order steaks well done, I give them a look like, dude, did you just crawl out from underneath the rug? <laughs> <laughs> so, I like to keep stuff as close to as, as you find it in nature as possible. Obviously, you know, different stomachs can handle different things, but that's just the way I've been eating my meat for a really long time. So, mm-hmm. something like beef, where there's really low, low amounts of, uh, what's the word, pathogens in it. Unlike chicken, okay. chicken's really dirty. You got to cook that shit all the way through. You don't eat bird raw. Uh, but beef, high quality beef, you can eat that pretty close to raw. For sure. So you also mentioned protein, but obviously there's, there's different kind of proteins, like the protein in meat and and all that good stuff. But uh, I don't know if you're a fan of drinking like BCAs and all that protein stuff. I know you like your liquids, but are you into that stuff? Yeah. So if when a little known fact. If you're in a fight camp and you're contracted to fight with the UFC, they'll supply you with uh, supplements through the company called Thorn Research, and they do a really mm-hmm. good job. All this stuff is BC, BSDG certified, safe for sport, uh, not tainted. There's no chance that you're going to find any remnants of substance that's not supposed to be in there. On it also does a really good job with their supplements. So I'm in camp. I'll use Thorn products. If I'm not in camp, I'll use Onnit products. Um, I have a long history of using Onnit products, and I love all their products. And, and I mean, we could go on for hours about all the different stuff that they offer that I appreciate and I like to use on a regular basis. But, I mean, as far as the BCAs, I mean, I use I use it all. And I use it all, you know, appropriately in and out of workouts. You know, I won't take BCAs in the morning because that'll break my fast. I wait, I wait until after a workout to, to get the BCAs in. I don't really fuck around with the protein powders because I eat enough protein in my diet, so I don't feel like I need to supplement it. Um, mm. But everything else, like uh, electrolytes, minerals, you know, the vitamin D, I mean, all, all, of, all of the good stuff, I'll supplement in because another thing a lot of people don't know is that our food has become less and less uh, nutrient dense over the years because of the way that we grow the food. You know, yeah. farmers will grow the same cro- the same crop in the same place for 50 years, and that soil is just beat to shit. And by the time you get the food, the food that you're eating is not as healthy as the food that your grandparents ate. Is essentially what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so, so there is a need for supplementation. It just needs to be smart supplementation. You won't catch me slamming like no explode or jack 3d or anything like that but you know there's uh, a couple pre-workouts that are based off a, a fermented beet powder that i really enjoy because beets are loaded with the nitrates that you want to increase the vascular oh, i'm going to lose that word the the vascular it increases the blood flow to your to your muscles essentially and so you eat a lot of beets you supplement with a, a beet pre-workout and you get the natural nitrates into your system to help your cardiovascular system push. 
Awesome. So we talked a lot about food, a lot about BCAs, but we got this fight coming up August 8th. Talk about, uh, we'll talk about your opponent first against Yusuf Silal. Do you know much about your, your opponent quite yet? Um, so I just got the new opponent. I think it was last Thursday I got the email. We got the email that Steve Garcia was out and Yusuf Zalal was ready to go, which I think is hella suspect anyways. They're both managed by the same guy. And it seems a little odd that you got someone just ready to go for this other kid to pull out a week before the fight. Mm. Um, and not to mention that, oh boy, Mr. Garcia's missed weight two out of the last three times that he's fought. So he pulled out with an injury. I suspect maybe he wasn't going to make weight. Um, who knows? It's all speculation. But what's important is I'm fighting Yusuf Zalal. He's a, a kickboxer, predominant kickboxer from uh, Denver. And he's got some good some good uh, defensive jiu-jitsu where, you know, we got to be aware of my neck. He's got a good guillotine. He's got a good dart. He's got a good anaconda. So we've done our we've done a, we've done our homework. We're we're doing some some uh, specific things to make sure my defenses are where they need to be for this fight. And we're just gonna take it to him and stuff the teeth down his throat. Yeah. So we'll go to your first amateur boxing fight. I saw a post about that. Talk to me a little bit about that. What was the scenario down there? It looked like it was actually outside. But talk to us about that. It was. So it was about seven or eight years ago. Um, I was still an amateur MMA fighter. And when I was an amateur MMA fighter, you know, it was really hard. It still is, I mean, actively for other guys. It's hard to compete more regularly or as regularly as you want because for me coming up, I fought primarily with Cage Titans. I have a great relationship with Cage Titans. The owner of Cage Titans is a close friend of mine um, at this point. And, I mean, close enough friends where I went to his wedding, and he's going to come to mine. Um, so, in order to stay loyal to, to my man over there at Cage Titans, I started picking up amateur boxing, kickboxing smokers. And if you're familiar with Massachusetts, you might know of the Brockton Fair, which is every summer it's huge. And USA Boxing does a couple events throughout the okay. week during the Brockton Fair. And so we were up. We were outside, pretty much on a in a, on a a wallless building. I don't know what the, the proper term for that type of building is, but it was just a, a roof, four posts, and there was a boxing ring underneath it. And uh, it was a blast. Me and my, my my younger brother, one of my brothers, used to fight with me uh, quite regularly until about three or four years ago. And we went in there. We both we both signed up to fight, and it was it was the first time I had ever really boxed. Specifically, most of my training was more MMA style, so we went in there kind of with an MMA mentality into the boxing world, and I was very successful. Um, I think I, my amateur boxing record is 2-0, and uh, that night was a blast. We were outside. We had a ton of fun. There were a lot of people there, but um, yeah, it was just a really good time. <laughs> Yeah, so what was the dec- I know you were talking about that uh, you wanted to fight for him more often and whatnot, but what was the decision? You picked up the amateur boxing, and then you switched over to MMA later in your career. So how come you didn't stick to the boxing? How come MMA favored over the boxing? Uh, well, I, I wrestled all through high school. Um, right at that point in my career, I, 
I was uh, a blue belt under the, the Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu family in Massachusetts. And the boxing was really just to get another form of competition in before my next fight. So we would, if we were, let's say if we were fighting in October, we'd probably try to find a kickboxing or a boxing event in August or late July, early August. So we would have kind of like a touch up to see what we needed to work on. And then we would hunker down and get ready for the MMA fight. I see. Awesome. So how many times, I want to I wanna figure this out, how many times, because your last name is spelled with two T's, correct? Yes, sir. So how many times have people made the mistake in interviews and whatnot, spelling it with only with a one T? Um, I get a, I don't know if they spell it wrong, but I get a lot of people that try to pronounce it like maybe it's a French word, but it, it, okay. it, 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 so a lot of people will say Barrett or Beret or this or that, but it, it's Barrett. It, Barrett? It, yeah. You know, yeah, we're, we're, we are, we're, we come from Western Europe. You know, I've got a lot of English, Irish, and Scottish heritage in my family. Um, but, you know, without having a history lesson, we were part of the English that were sent to Ireland to take over Ireland, and the Irish switched, convinced those motherfuckers to be Irish, and they forced to take. And there was, like, a, an issue where these English became more Irish than the Irish themselves, and my family was a part of those people that came to the island. Right on. So, short history lesson there. <laughs> Yeah. So back to the boxing topic. I want to get your thoughts on Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson. Do you think that match makes sense late in their careers? I'm pretty sure they were both retired or whatnot, but do you think that match should really be happening? Well, I mean, Roy Jones Jr., I think he said his last fight was in 2018. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it, how it went for him. I know I've seen some videos of him fighting later in his career, and you kind of just, you kind of just like... You know, he, some fights he looks really good, some fights he looks really bad. But the thing is, you can't you can't like turn off that competitive edge. And you know, I I haven't I don't want to say I follow Mike Tyson closely, but he's he's wound up on a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, and he's done a lot of personal spiritual work with some what I call divine medicine, for lack okay. of a better term. And um, you know, he was able to find himself again and really turned on that competitive side of them and, and, and you know if you're with it and you want to compete you're going to find a way to compete for sure so, so who are you hoping, I'm oh just go ahead for, i'm just hoping for a good good entertaining fight for sure so if you are if you wound up and ending up to watch that fight who do you take in that fight tyson or jones oh tyson 100 i think i think i think jones is, is more of a fluid, loose, lighter fighter, but you cannot ignore the amount of power behind that man's hands and the ferocity that, that resides between his ears. Even now, I think, like, it might even be worse than it was before. It might be, like, harder hitting. Who, who even knows? <laughs> it's yeah, a scary man. I mean, when you're healthy, you're healthy. And Mike Tyson looks really, really healthy. Even at 53, too, it's surprising. Kind of scared. You see him hitting those pads, and he looks like most most kid my age. I know. <laughs> All right, so I'm also going with Tyson on that one, but no no slack on Jones. I'm sure he'll bring the bring the fight as well, but uh, gotta get a virtual fist bump for that one.
you left me hanging on the fist bump, but it's okay. No, I won't take it to heart. It was there. It was there. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> awesome. So I want to get your opinion also on this judging that the referees are doing. So not long ago, I believe I was watching the Max Holloway versus Volkanovski fight. It was obviously close. It could have gone either way, but I had Max. I favored him winning, but it is what it is. There's been worse, I believe, anyway. So what do you think they should do for that? How is there a way they can change the judging system? Um, yeah, there is. I mean, it's re-education, and it's forcing in these metrics of, you know, what counts, what's control, what's damage, like, different different sports, you know, will judge differently. I'm pretty sure in Muay Thai, in certain, certain leagues in Muay Thai or, or you know, organizations, um, they judge based on the whole thing that you could win the first two rounds and then smoke someone the third round and win the whole fight because you did more damage in the third round than you received in the first two. Uh, sure, yeah. Of course, like I'm, I'm kind of pulling that knowledge out of the, out of my ass, but um, I, I just think that the, the judges are not as with it as they should be. And I think that fight is a really good example Um and there's always going to be questionable decisions. And, and, you know, what we've been told since we started in the game is if, if you want to make sure you win the fight, don't let the judges be the deciders, you know, finish mm-hmm. the fight. So sometimes you, but some, but some guys are marathoners and some guys are sprinters, you know? So it's just, it's, just, it's a lot. It's, honestly, it's like the luck of the draw. You just hope they're watching the same fight you're in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there's also been conversation of people, they should hire like ex MMA fighters and whatnot, but I've seen that some like Herb Dean, Mark Goddard, they've been MMA fighters, kickboxers or whatever, so they've had that experience. They know what they're dealing with. Do you think judges should should have background knowledge, I guess, in MMA to I be mean, able to judge? I, I mean, this uh, yeah, I think I, I do think that there should be a general based knowledge, you know, some sort of practice in their in their regiment so they understand like what's going on i mean if you're if you're against the cage and the guy's laying on top of you but you're inflicting damage but they score to the guy who's holding the guy in the cage and he's not inflicting any damage like that's wrong you know if, if, if someone's pinned against the cage and they're landing knees and elbows but the judge doesn't know any better and only sees the guy holding the other guy in the cage and thinks he's got ring control or he's got control of the situation like and I think sometimes that stuff like that happens, but um, having a better understanding of the individual sports that play into MMA would be much better. Mm-hmm. So uh, the only thing that really pops into my mind, though, is most recent was the Holloway versus Volkanovski fight. I'm pretty sure he knocked him down like once in the first three rounds. So like round one, round two, like that kind of. I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not throwing any slack or whatever at the judges because they have the job. Uh, I don't, but... Yeah, but you know what? You, you need you need the constructive criticism to make to make it better. You know, if we just mm-hmm. sat idle and we let them have these horrible decisions and, and and not give them shit for making bad calls, like who's gonna then who's gonna do it? You know, you need to have the, the public needs to speak up in instances like that and let them know that you think that's bullshit. For sure, for sure. So I mentioned Herb Dean not long ago. There was also some slack of him stopping some fights on the weekend too late or 
I don't I can't believe I can't remember if there's one that was too early, but th- I believe there was two that they said were too late. So were you watching the fights? Did you see that he called them late? I I was I was watching the end of the Jose Aldo PDN fight, and I do believe that Aldo. You know, he is a stubborn motherfucker. He's an old school lion. He will never tap. He'll never quit. And I think that that fight could have been stopped a bit sooner than it was. Like, he was just taking a lot of damage. There was a lot of un... There was a lot of shots that he received where he wasn't necessarily intelligently defending himself or trying Mm -hmm. to improve the situation. I think when he was down there almost in the fetal position or turtle position, however you want to look at it, um, he was definitely on his hands and knees, but, um, I just think he was, you know, hanging in there long enough to wait for her being to stop the fight. And that's what it looked being, like. You know, yeah. Knowing the kind of guy that Jose Aldo is wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was going to be able to improve that situation. But, you know, you've got to do what's best for the fighter, not for what you think the fighter wants you to do, which isn't always the same thing. Mm-hmm. Especially in like a title fight, there's the one with Cejudo and Cruz that was stopped too early. This one might have been a little late, but I guess you can never go exactly, exactly right with these decisions. Yeah, I mean you're you're in a you're in a spot where you're you have to make a split decision based off of the information that you have present to you. And if Erdine wasn't in a place where he could see, you know, Jose Aldo's face, and he maybe he just thought, okay, he's playing, he's playing possum right now. He's gonna let this guy gas his arms out, and then he's gonna get back up. Um, but that wasn't the case. Jose Aldo was taking a beating down there, and, and you know, I I think Herb was probably just giving him more credit than he deserved. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So as I let you go here, I want to give you the opportunity to thank anyone that's helped you along your journey for this next fight coming up. The floor is all yours. Yeah, man. You know, all my training partners that were able to, to, to make time and find time to get together with me, I had a, a good small group of people over at Lozon's MMA. Joe Lozon's been a huge part of my training camp the last few fights. Um, all my guys at Siyatong up in Somerville that have been able to manage and make time to come in and get sparring rounds with me. You know, my hat's off to them. I'm super appreciative, super grateful for all the help uh, that I've received along the way. Um you know, some of the big sponsors that I have that I love to shout out, uh, Sheath Underwear, Butcher Box, um, they're international. You guys can go to there. You guys can order from them. Um, if you want to get a good code for, for some Sheath Underwear, I'm pretty sure Slippery Pete will get you 40% off. Awesome. Um, the, the local people that really help me out uh, is Zen Den, uh, Arlington Chiropractic, TKO, Physical Therapy, um, my coach, Andy Cody, uh, I mean, everybody and anyone involved in this process, like, super grateful for him and, and very appreciative to have him be a part of my camp. Awesome. So this is the last one this time, I promise. Before I let you go, we got to get you to leave. You got to remember what you were going to say before you oh, let man. me go. We're going to be here all day now. <laughs> 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 it is what it is. But we got to get you to leave one message for your opponent, August 8th, Yusuf Salah. Go for it. My man, you better bite down on that fucking mouth guard because I'm coming for your head. Awesome. Short and sweet. <laughs> Definitely. Now, if, if I got to remember what I said, what time is it? I'll probably be here. It's around 2 o'clock, so. <laughs> <laughs>
shoot me a text if you remember it. And okay, we can okay. Add it in after. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so thank you for joining today, my friend. It was awesome having you on. Super nice guy. We'll be in touch. Uh, I'd never duck you. <laughs> <laughs> How's everything been since then? Good, man. How about you? Not too bad. Can't complain, but Good. we're just living the life. Not to go to school or anything, but... <laughs> Yeah, so, Mr. Aaron Jeffrey, how's it going today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. So, we haven't talked for, I think it was like six months, other than seeing you at the gym, but uh, it's been a while, yeah? Damn. Time flies. Yeah. What's uh, what's changed since then? Uh, Since six months ago, um, this whole (laughs) COVID thing went down. Uh, so that slowed down training and whatnot for a while. Um, kind of back at it full time now though, so that's good. Uh, finally got a fight booked. It's been a while since I've had one of those, so uh, trying to trying to remember how to fight again. So that should be good. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us about this matchup. You got uh, Bruno Assis, I believe, is nine and four. So yeah. you got a tough matchup ahead of you. Talk to us about uh, how you believe that matchup will end up in your favor. Yeah, he's a, he's a good opponent for sure. He's another uh, contender series vet. Uh, like you said, he's got a pretty decent record, 9-4. Um, Jiu-Jitsu black belt, he's got a few wins by sub. Um, so he's going to be tough on the ground. Uh, I just think I'm like a little bit more polished than him everywhere. Um, I think I'm going to gonna be able to avoid the, the Jiu-Jitsu on the ground with him. I think I can uh, keep it standing and beat him up. Yeah, so... Where will this uh, where will this set you in your career? You're having another step towards that UFC goal belt or goal wherever you want to go. How will this matchup set you where you want to be? I, I think it's a, a good one. It's uh, it's a big promotion. They're the biggest promotion in Brazil. Uh, it's their first one in the states, so I think there's going to be some eyes on it. Uh, and again, like a, a bigger name guy, he's on Contender Series. He's got a good record. Uh, he's he's probably got UFC eyes on him too if he was on Contender Series. So. Uh, I think this is a good one. It puts me right there again. Yeah, so I got to get your opinion. Is this AJ MMA 2.0? I think so, for sure. And why would that be? Like, how have you improved since that last outing? I think uh, I think since the the Contender Series loss, I've just been like super motivated, like I was before. But like to to kind of like taste the UFC goal like right there and have it taken away from you. Uh, kind of puts a chip on your shoulder. So I think uh, I think I've just been training harder and smarter and, and improving all the time. Yeah, so like you mentioned, this is their first show in the U.S. I believe it's in Miami, where your, um, where your manager also is. So what are you looking forward to most down in Miami? Um, honestly, man, just the fight. I mean, it's like apparently the fucking COVID epicenter of the world right now. So <laughs> I don't think we're going to be doing a whole lot other than like going down there, weighing in, scrapping, and probably getting the hell out before i uh catch something you know yeah so there's no <laughs> there's no uh, special meal you'll see down in miami then uh, i don't think so man i don't want uh i don't want any floridians touching my food <laughs> and getting their terms on it <laughs> yeah so you, you also got to tell us last time we talked we talked about losing that body part is your pinky still is your pinky still there <laughs> okay phew that, that you took it too seriously. <laughs> I got them all. I got them all. <laughs> we also we have that mustache as well, and I've seen the hairs growing. Talk to hairs us about growing, are we man. are we gonna are we gonna keep that hair for the fight coming up? No, what, what's your I'm, I'm getting rid of it this weekend. Uh, it was fun while it lasted, but it's like <laughs> it's such a hassle to have training. I gotta tie it up in this like silly little like top knot on top. It does not look very cool. Um, I don't think I'm the type of guy to fight with cornrows. So no, she's she's getting chopped. 
<laughs> awesome. Unfortunately, we'll have to see the hair go. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna make you a bet. Uh, if you could beat me in a one v one eight hole golf match, we have to shave it down to the wood. But uh, I guess. <laughs> hey, I'm still gonna have hair. I mean, I'm not shaving it, so we we can still do that. All right, for sure. We'll have to make a bet on that one. Do, do you it. think you could beat me in the in a golf match? Um, do you golf? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I I haven't golfed in like I don't know fifteen or twenty years. So all right, so it's it, even. It, then, it'd probably I guess. be a tight one. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to make that happen. Let's do it. Maybe mini putt instead of golf. Maybe. We could, maybe we could both handle that a little bit better. For sure. We'll have to get that <laughs> done for the fans. Let's do it. Yeah, so talking about the fans, I've had questions coming in. Are you married? I am, happily. <laughs> so that was, that was all for that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so talk to us about uh, these Fight Island fights. We've had a lot of them. There's been many cards. I think it was like almost four cards were going on that. Uh, talk to us. What has been your favorite matchup so far? Uh, favorite matchup so far? Uh, who who was the one uh, on this last event? Uh, Mark Jacesi, um and that uh, Russian Fizev or something like that. Yeah. yeah, man. That fight was sick. Sick, uh, mm-hmm. sick stand-up war. I like that. Yeah, so that one had to be your favorite out of all of them so far? I, I think so. That one stood out for sure. That's interesting. They're not uh, well. Mark Dickey is more known than his opponent, uh, but yeah, that was an interesting one. I didn't expect that. I think that guy's gonna be working his way up pretty quickly, though. That was a that was a sick fight. For sure, for sure. So this one was short, and I wasn't prepared to keep it that short. But talk to us. Why are we looking forward to you uh, going to fights uh, down in Miami? You you're new to Miami area. You haven't fought down there very often or at all, if that's mm-hmm. the case. But uh, mm-hmm. why should we why should we watch you in Miami? Uh, well, first of all, because there's just not a whole lot going on right now in the world of fights. I mean, there's some UFC events, but uh, this one's on a Thursday night, so there's not going to be any UFC. So it's something to do for everyone, like check out the fights. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think uh, this guy's got a good style for me. I think I'm going to be able to to get a finish in a in a good way. So um, definitely something to check out. Yes. Yeah, so you know the drill. We got to get you to leave one message for your opponent. Bruno Assis. Um, my message for him is just to, to please wash your hands and, and wear your mask and do whatever you got to do to not get COVID so we can both make it to Miami and have this fight. I like it. I like it. So I want to get your opinion. Are you going to get the nose swab or if there's no choice? How are you feeling about that? Uh, I don't know. What are the options? Nose or throat? Is that? Is I that think that's usually what it is, but I'm not sure yeah. with the smaller promotions if it's just the one, but. We'll see. Um, nose doesn't sound very fun. No. That's a, that's a pretty small hole to, to shove a swab up there. So I'll go with the, the throat swab if possible. All right. So if, if it is the nose swab, you have to send that over to us just so we can have a, a quick giggle. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So like we always do it, the floor is all yours. You can leave a message for anyone who has helped you along your journey so far. Uh, well, thanks to you, buddy, for having me on again. These these podcasts are always fun. Um, thanks to the manager, Dodge, Dodge Sports, for setting up this next fight. Uh, thanks to all the, the friends, family, everyone who supports me along this uh, crazy journey. Awesome. So short and sweet. I'm looking forward to that uh, mini-putt match. Me too, buddy. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thanks cool. for joining Jasmine, me. Jasmine, Jazz Devizius, how are you today, my friends? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. So it's been about a year since we've had you on, some technical difficulties with that, but we have you on. You got a fight coming up for CFFC. 
talk to us about uh, your title fight coming up. Yeah, so it's um, the CFFC title fight for 115 pounds. So it's nice to be at my correct weight class. I've been fighting like catch weight 120 or 125 um, a lot. So it's nice that I'm finally getting another 115. And um, it's against a girl named Elise Reed. She's only 1-0 as a pro, but she went like 9-1 as an amateur. So technically has like more experience than me. But, um, yeah, it should be a good fight. I'm, I, I was uh, really happy when I found out that it's going to be a title fight and that she signed the contract and everything's a go. I, I mean, I wasn't sure how long it was going to be until people were able to fight again. So it's sick that it's, like, not too bad of a turnaround. Been a couple, uh, like couple months since my last fight. The longest time that I've had, but it's, it's good. Yeah, it's awesome. So talk to us about uh, the weight there. So did you were you going up weight because there, it was hard for you to find matches at your original weight? Or what was the, what was the case behind that? Uh, yeah, I just I there wasn't a lot of girls like accepting at 115 or it's like we would try to find something for like 120 and then see if we could do like a catch weight at 117 or something like that. But it, it was just mostly opponents that... Uh, there's not not very many girls fighting, let alone fighting at 115. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a struggle to find find an opponent at, at 115. For and sure. I'm so like you had. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I, I guess so. <laughs> that was important. I had to let you go with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you got to show us the facial expression when you got sent that contract. What did it look like? Well, so I was in talk with, like, Dodge for probably, like, the a week or two leading up because we had, like, okay. a couple of options. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, like, this, this is the one that kind of stuck, the one that actually went through. So when he messaged me and he's like, yeah, it's terrifying. I was like, what? No way. <laughs> so I guess that was the phase, like. <laughs> right on right on that's it's it's normal i guess not out of the ordinary <laughs> yeah all right so i don't know if you really pay attention to these odd makers or whatnot like when they call the underdog or they say that who has the advantage for fights but do you usually pay attention to that no i never i never pay attention to that actually like even when i'm watching like the ufc fights like so i'll look at it and i'll be like oh it's weird that they're the favorite or that much mm-hmm. of a favorite or something but no i don't i don't really think of it much right i wonder on. what so, the odds are for my fight i know i'm curious but why should the odd makers choose you in favor for the fight coming up um i think that they should choose me because i get finishes like uh what in my pro career only one of my fights have went the distance and uh the other ones were well there was one, it was a second round finish, but they messed up the time. So the first oh. round was only three minutes. And so <laughs> I got the finish in the second round, like a minute 15 in. So yeah. it would have been the first round, but oh. who, who knows if that would have happened or not. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I would get the, I would get the favorite just because I, cause I, get, uh, I get finishes. For sure. So you also got to tell us, what's the first meal going to be after you capture the CFFC title? Uh, you know, I don't know what it will be for sure, because it's always like the, the night of the fight. So it depends on like what's mm-hmm. open and stuff like that. But my first 
meal that I'm looking forward to is fish and chips. I love fish and chips really? so much. Yeah, I love fish and chips. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I love. <laughs> so I'm like trying to like Google like best fish and chips like within like an hour distance of, and so yeah. I'm like, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Like the last time I fought, um, it it was in um. Like, near Cape Cod, there was one time I fought. And so, like, the next okay. day, we got all the seafood. We got... It was so, oh, yeah. so good. My face was all, like, smashed up at the grocery <laughs> store. Um, yeah. But, yeah, well, I don't know. The the one night, it was, like, Wendy's was the only thing open. So, that was my first oh. meal. But... Yeah. So, we'll see. So, it's always Probably, a surprise. Yeah, yeah. The first <laughs> meal is a surprise. But then I... For the the week leading up, there's like staples that I do. Like poutine is always a staple. Mm. Can't wait for that fish and chips. Uh, all you can eat sushi. Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be good. Yeah, so I I was really expecting the sriracha sauce with the pickles and peanut butter, but I guess we gotta go fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, fish and chips. Yeah, I like that that sriracha sandwich, but not as much. Not as much as no. the fish and chips. <laughs> doesn't compare, I guess. No. <laughs> so do you do you have a, a place set up for the belt to go where it's going to go nice and shiny already? Or where are you planning on putting that thing? Well, at least for, like, the first week, I'm going to just keep it with me, you know, bring it around. And wear it <laughs> to bed. Where, yeah, wear it to bed, exactly. Wear it <laughs> in the shower, everything. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, at the gym, we ha- we have all the, the belts on the wall, so I, I think it will probably go to go to the gym right on but for the first week you gotta you gotta keep oh, it yeah yeah for, <laughs> for sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for this fight coming up let's say out of the blue you can only pick three celebrity coaches so the coaches you have now they're not allowed to coach you for any reason at all but okay. you can pick three celebrity coaches you gotta pick your favorites <laughs> three celebrity coaches <laughs> hmm. i think and they, they can't know they can't know about MMA either. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> they can't. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go three of them. I'm gonna go for sure. One of them will be Edward Norton because he played in Fight Club, and I think he'll have like a good, uh, a good like mentality thing going on just from see, that I movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with him, and then. Like, I can't choose, like, Mike Tyson or anything like that, or can I? No, that, that no. just won't be fair, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, people that, that just don't... Oh, what don't know. Steve, Steven Seagal? Can I go okay. with him? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go enough. with him just because he's got a, a bit of, a, a, bit of a, a, a background, a bit of a understanding, so at least mm. he'll be able to go. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one... I don't know. That's tough. You don't need a, a singer walking you out to the cage or anything? Like Bob Marley? Uh, <laughs> that would be pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, but, you know what? I'll go, I'll Maybe. go with that. Yeah, yeah. So that you can, like, sing my walkout song. I like yeah, it. Yeah. That'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I've seen some videos also. You're doing your swim training. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't pick a swimming coach for your training, but I've, I've seen your <laughs> swim training. 
I probably should have. Yeah. Yeah, but I've seen that. Talk to me about that. How does that benefit you in your training? What does it do for you, I guess? Um, yeah, I've been loving like the the swim training. It's been sick. It's super, super good on the body, like um no no impact or anything like that, which is nice. And um it like I'm pretty useless at swimming so the whole time I'm like struggling to kind of stay afloat so I feel like the workout's even harder than it really should be but uh you get that like deep burn and like you're Mm. tired like it's like you're getting those hard hard rounds like in the pool kind of thing and uh I think I I want to actually like kind of build it into my camps in the future because I I I really like it actually yeah, it makes sense too. I'm surprised you didn't. You don't do any of the sparring in the in the swimming pool either. Maybe that'll put yeah, less impact. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like underwater exactly. or something. <laughs> Take a leg kick and it's like yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. I didn't think of that one. <laughs> yeah. So would that be part of your recovery also, or is there something you do separate apart from your swimming? Um, like after the practice, and I'll do like some like stretching and mobility and stuff like that but um in addition like every morning I'm doing this like breathing technique this like kind of like it's uh like kundalini yoga and like um okay so I do that kind of like for recovery and uh like my walks and all that kind of stuff but yeah the, the swimming actually does help I, I feel like it like open opens up like loosens up your body like especially mm-hmm. like within uh like your torso because you're like reaching reaching yeah and so uh yeah it's 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 obviously like good for that but yeah it makes you like do the stretching and stuff like that in the pool for sure so there's a couple questions I have left but one of the most important ones would have to be what's going on with this nickname I know a bunch have flown around like savage jazz and all that but is there a nickname that could possibly stick in the future I don't know, you know, I feel like nicknames kind of have to happen organically, and it, mm. it almost seems like this one kind of is, but I don't know how I feel about it, just because, like, <laughs> it's, like, jazz to vicious, but that, and, and, like, how vicious is spelled, like, that's not how my last name's spelled, and mm. to pronounce my last name, it's, it's actually Yesodavichus. Oh, boy. <laughs> in, in English, it's, yeah. like, jazz to vicious. Mm-hmm. But so it's like not vicious, but it, so I'm like I don't I don't know. It's like not really my last name, but I get I get I get it. But I don't know. Whatever. If it if it <laughs> sticks, it sticks. I don't really care. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about in the beginning. I thought it was close, and then you really pronounced it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you actually <clears throat> pronounced it very well. Okay. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. You know the drill. Before I let you go, you got to leave one message for your opponent. The floor is all yours. To my opponent. Uh, yes. It's got to be creative. Sure... <laughs> 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 got to be creative. No, you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, looking forward to putting on a show August 13th. Uh, it's on uh, Fight Pass, so that will be sick. But, uh, yeah, just I want her to be ready. I want her to be healthy and uh, get ready to have a good scrap. Awesome. So obviously, oh, go ahead. Finish no, no. Yeah. I, was, I was done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as always, it's been a year since we've asked you. So I want to give you the opportunity to thank anyone that's helped you along your journey. 
there's got to be a couple new sponsors or whatnot after a year. The floor is all yours. Yeah, so obviously, thanks all my sponsors. They're they're uh, still keep keeping me healthy, keeping me in the gym, keeping me keeping me uh, like able to do this, which I really appreciate it. Thanks to all my coaches and my gyms, and uh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure having you on, and uh, wish you the best of luck on your upcoming fight, and hopefully we'll be talking soon. For sure. See ya. All right.